What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? I like this skirt. Oh, thank you. It's very colorful. It feels very summery. Yes, it's very funny. So you can't really see that. You can kind of see a little bit behind the... There it is. You can hold um, it up, yeah. It's just one of my go-to summer dresses because you just like throw it on and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I need more of. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is my go-to Spider-Man Far From Home shirt. It's we're, pretty awesome, we're though. We're seeing Spider-Man tonight. I'll wear the symbiote. You know what's up? Woo! That's what it's all about. You excited? You going to go see it tonight? Me and Kevin are seeing it tonight. Um, I don't think I'm seeing it tonight because we're shooting our Game of the Year so far oh, episode. For stop being good. the busiest lady in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work, Greg. I hear you. It's so I can go to um, a barbecue on the 4th of July and not have to worry about editing and posting the show for Friday. Smart, smart. I want to get it all done tomorrow. All right, well, you do that. Yeah. Kevin and I are going to the movies. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about a follow-up on the Dr. Disrespect story, a last-minute PlayStation Plus Switch, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash games. There you can ask your questions, do everything else under the video game sun. Then if you want, you can tune in live on twitch.tv slash games. Watch us record the show. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around... The Globe. Housekeeping for you RTXs this week and all of Kind of Funny is going to be there. Come to our signing Friday. Come see our panel Saturday. Number one is uh, Kind of Funny. We need your sub more than Funhouse at 2 p.m. Then Michael Jones and Greg Miller. Let's see what happens at 5.30 p.m. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Upstart and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! Five items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's Dozen! And no matter what oh, Andrea says, whatever Andrea says about number four, it is a news story. <laughs> and it is a real. Story. But the number one news story is actually a follow-up to something we talked about last week. Uh, Guy Beam, of course, of course, Dr. Disrespect, put out a statement about his Twitch ban, the bathroom incident, and all that. To bring you up to speed, if you've been living under a rock and missed Gary Widow last Widow Wednesday, ranting and raving with me about this. At E3, Dr. Disrespect, a well-known Twitch streamer, obviously incredibly popular, went into a bathroom and live-streamed there. This got his E3 badge revoked. This got him banned from Twitch for, as it turned out, two weeks. Dr. Disrespect came back. Twitch reinstated him those two weeks later. He came back, didn't say anything, and now he's put out this statement. And I shouldn't say he has, because of course the person who portrays Dr. Disrespect, Guy, put out this statement on his personal thing about the whole thing. Let me digress and read it. I'd like to talk about Dr. Disrespect's Twitch ban from E3. This was my first IRL stream as the doc, and if it's not obvious by now, one of the things I try to stay true with is authenticity. Real life personas are so difficult to pull off, especially in today's society. Doc is edgy, highly opinionated, cocky, etc., and that certainly adds to the difficulty in staying in staying authentic without offending anyone on or, yeah, and offending anyone on a deeper personal level. When we were walking around filming at E3, we clearly weren't thinking about the laws slash repercussions of filming in the bathroom because honestly, it wasn't in our mind frame at the time. We were sort of all in with Doc, the, all in with the Doc live stream experience and capturing the E3 event through the character. We were so into E3 IRL journey that we became a little blind in what's okay and what's not okay. We had no ill intentions, and I feel that was pretty obvious if you watch the entire thing. 
We wanted to capture an adventure. Unfortunately, we took that adventure into the wrong areas, unaware of the legalities surrounding it. On behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, I apologize for this. I've sat back and absorbed a lot of opinions on this incident and the aftermath. I think those that have followed me for years outside of the character, even before Twitch, know what kind of person I am. I have an incredible support system from family, friends, business partners, community, and following. I'm very lucky to be considered an influential person in the entertainment space. Believe me, I don't take this for granted. We are working on a lot of things, parentheses, that take time, uh, that will hopefully continue to elevate the brand and gaming entertainment as a whole into the mainstream space. I have a ruthless passion for creativity, for entertaining people, for making people laugh, growing new tools and tech, etc. This incident was a step back, but like anything, we learn, become stronger, and move forward. If you follow the brand or myself, I hope you continue to stay with me on this vision. This statement got posted yesterday. I read it. And personally, and I can only speak for myself, I was like, I get it. I understand. I listened to Khalif Adams, of course, a friend of the show, uh, Spawn on Me. I listened to his podcast about before, way before today's incident. I think it was before the apology, actually, but I could be wrong now. But he came up with a whole bunch of great points. And it was similar to when Gary and I talked about it last Widow Wednesday, being like, well, what the hell do you do? And the Cleese point on the spawn on me was like, what do you have to do to get permabanned? Like, what do you have to do to get permabanned on Twitch? If, if the number one streamer or one of the number one streamers can go out and do something this and break California privacy laws and do all this live and blah, 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 and just get a two week ban, a slap on the wrist. Right. And Khalif was like, it should have been a permaban. It should have been that if you're going to come back fine, but all your proceeds for a while, need to be donated to charity. Right. Because similar to when the doc had the whole thing after game awards where he was like, you know, I've cheated on my wife. I need to take time off. When he came back, that was such a huge boon, right? Or is Khalif calls it cake, which I never heard of, and I liked a lot. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it was this huge boon, and it was a huge stream, and all this stuff. When Gary and I were talking about, you, we were talking about it actually before he had gone live. So we were like, we know it's going to be a big stream. We know it's going to do all these different numbers for him. And if you're Twitch, how do you do this? And what I had wanted was an apology. And so jumping from that, reading this apology. For me personally, as someone who does dumb shit on camera all the time and fucks up all the time, it rings true. And I've seen a lot of people uh, picking it apart for saying the the, the Dr. Disrespect brand, you know what I mean, uh, for it seeming like he's hiding behind the characters, antics and that. For me personally, I read into it as, no, it's it would be like me saying... We hear it kind of funny, understand we fucked this up, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Disrespect is the company as well as the character, as well as the person, which makes it really convoluted. Um, and I get that, you know, you, you know you, whenever somebody wants to say, oh, he's trying to be edgy in quotes, you can throw that back in his face, right? But I do understand if he's playing this character. When I'm playing, and this is a different thing, but similar, when I'm doing the WWE, IG, and esports challenges, right, and I'm being heel commentator, Greg Miller, and I'm yelling at Xavier, right, or when I'm on t- hardcore tabletop, and I literally spit on Shield Chaos's hand, I did it, and then sat back down, and the thing moved on far enough for me to go, like, oh, sorry, are you okay? Like, I'm sorry. Like, we that was a canned production, blah, blah, but in that moment, I was in character, and I did it, and then I was like, wait, fuck, he doesn't know me well enough. If I spit on Michael, no big deal. I can powerbomb <laughs> Michael, nobody's gonna care, but spitting on somebody I just met, you know, a couple hours ago, or, you know, I don't know well. Right. Different ball of wax. So I've been there when I've pushed it too far and then been like, fuck, what do I do? And so for me reading the statement, I was like, and again, this goes back and this will immediately blow up in my face. This goes back to what I said in the Gary episode. It goes back to what Tim has been talking to me about recently of like, we mainly me, Greg Miller, but we kind of funny have to stop believing everybody's a good person. And I read this yesterday and I was like, okay, 
He's learning. He's doing something different. Andrew, what was your take on this thing? Am I totally off base? No, you're not. I mean, we, we were talking about this a little bit before the show went live today. As people who have an online and public presence and personas, you know, we're under more of a microscope than the average person is. And what's tough about that, as you mentioned, is that you almost don't get permission to make mistakes. And the moment you do make a mistake and you reflect on it, having being able to have an adult conversation about it with your audience um, can be sometimes really challenging because people it feels like are so quick to jump to being incredibly angry and upset without stopping to critically think about what actually took place and what actually happened. Sure. Um, When we look at it through the lens specifically of what Guy did as the persona Dr. Disrespect and let's be clear they are one and the same. I think honestly it's I, I think it's interchangeable outside of the tweet the fact that guy is the one who tweeted out the apology which i get because to an extent i think that should have been retweeted on dr disrespect's twitter probably but if he made more appearances as guy i would be able to swallow this pill a little bit easier yeah but he makes incredibly few even while he's out at events he almost always is in costume is in character yeah and so it's, it's a little bit more difficult for me to believe that this is guy making an apology on behalf of dr disrespect the brand yeah that to me is like okay i kind of want to be like sure um i'm coming at it with a heavy dose of skepticism I think the reason why it rings so false to me is because it feels like he has to keep making apologies for oh, things 100%, right? that he's done. And like I have said this before when we've had discussions about several other prominent streamers and YouTubers and whoever, people that are doing you know, controversial things, saying, you know what? Being on camera is not easy. A lot of times, sometimes in the heat of the moment, things come out of your mouth that you're like, fuck, that's not what I meant to say. It's not what I intended. You and get cut off mid-thought and then somebody on the internet runs with that as that was your full thought. And I was like, well, no, I was going right. somewhere, but they said blah, blah, blah. Things get taken out of context quite easily. And so I was, re- I, I saw the apology and I was like, sure, this is just something he has to do to protect his sponsorships and his advertisers and people that want this apology to go forward. Because clearly his fans don't care. Yeah. His fans didn't need this apology. Yeah. This apology is for, for everybody else who does not watch Dr. Disrespect sure. to be like, okay, he's fine now. People like Gary who were like, meh, he apologized. I'm good with it. Let's just move on and stop instead of continuing to talk about this. Um, but then... The thing this morning just felt so petty yeah. and so juvenile. So again, the statement goes up, like you said. I mean, Gary's not here to talk. He'll be here for Widow Wednesday tomorrow. But the initial thing, Gary saw this today. Somebody included us in it, right? And mm-hmm. was like, I think you know everybody should uh, uh, protest Twitch because they're not taking action. And Gary's like, I read the apology and met. It's, I, I think let's just move on. You know what I mean? Like uh, That was enough for Gary as well in terms of like, okay, there is an apology, which I... That's the thing. And it's so hard because we're in the same boat as being internet people on your phone, on your podcast, on whatever. Mm-hmm. That I you know, I think the kind of funny best friend relationship is very special, but I think when people see our thumbnail or something on it and don't know what the content is and flip flip out about it and don't know us, it's so hard to get the genie back in the bottle. For me again, like looking at this, I was like, Wow, maybe I was wrong. Cause even when Gary and I were talking about it, I was like, We're not gonna get an apology. And that's just me based on Never meeting Dr. Disrespect, only mm-hmm. seeing his content see, occasionally, uh, seeing you know a clip on Twitter, seeing him tweet something funny where else. I was like, we're never going to get it. We did get it. I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I do have the wrong idea about Dr. Disrespect slash the guy as a performer or whatever mm-hmm. like this thing. And I don't. And again, maybe I still do. Maybe I'm still trying to fucking do it. Hours after the apology <laughs> where you're like, okay, cool. This is going on. 
he's moving forward. He's actually addressed this. Cool. Dr. Disrespect seems like he is as cool as you want him to be. Hours later, uh, Kotaku had reported on the apology, right? Nathan did. Uh, they put up their piece. They were uh, Then there was a Twitter thread where people were yelling about the piece. A guy on Twitter mad at the reporting about Kotaku tagged Jason Schreier from Kotaku and was basically like, hey, uh, you know, this guy sucks. Nathan's article is clearly biased. He doesn't even want, he hates Dr. Disrespect. They should have let a real journalist like Jason Schreier do it. The guy kept going back and forth with other people but kept bringing Jason into it. And Jason finally tweets, uh, I don't know why you keep tweeting. This is uh, in the replies. Uh, I don't know why you keep tweeting at me about this, but Nathan is an excellent reporter and I stand by everything he's written about toilet, the toilet streamer, right? To which Doc then responds to that Jason Schreier tweet. I wouldn't worry too much, Neil. No one in the community knows these guys. Kotaku's growth is spiraling down faster than Schreier's hairline. To which Jason responds to that one. Lol, good one, but that's not actually me losing hair. It's the Jason Schreier brand. Now, <laughs> great. That was a gr- great was comeback, right? Great. <laughs> now, this is where we're going to get into a million different and, and before you edifications. He, before you um, go on to that, yeah. it's also worth noting, Dr. Disrespect then goes out of his way. No, no, see, no, hold on, stick with me. I want to get to that. I'm okay. not stopping. I think that there's three main parts to this story. To connect before we get to this. Correct. Because that okay, one's, I'm on this journey with you, Greg. Thank you very much, right? So there's the apology. He's learning something. Maybe this is all good. Maybe for once, Greg wants somebody to be good people and they're all good people. Then this thing goes off, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring the fact that in these at mentions, Jason ends it with the toilet streamer, right? Which is clearly a dig, right? Which I can understand getting you angry to bring Doc out of it, right? And be like, Kotaku's growth is uh, growth is spiraling down faster than Trier's hairline. I think that's a way bigger dig of a personal attack, malicious attack than it is to call a toilet stream, call him a toilet streamer based on what he's done. Right. But let's, he streamed from the toilets. So. I know exactly. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. Exactly. Well, I mean, in like literally brought Jason's hairlines receding. I would I guess. Right. I don't I don't follow Jason's hairline. I don't But either. stick with me. Is that okay? Fine. That's all in at replies. That's all in you guys yelling at each other. That's bickering. Not in the public eye. The next one. Right is this tweet that's a tweet that is to all of Doc's 1.09 million uh, Twitter followers, I believe. And it's, hey guys, Jason Schreier here, editor for Kotaku. Analytics show that Mm -hmm. Kotaku is on the uprise, averaging three to five likes per tweet compared to one to three likes one year ago. I also wrote a book about video games. I don't want to brag, but it's a favorite here at the offices. I hate myself. And That's then, a blast tweet to his 1.09 million. And it's a close-up photo uh, of Jason's, Jason's face looking at his hairline, and it's just disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's low, it's mean-spirited, yeah. and it's completely in bad taste. Now, for the record, Jason then comes back and dunks on him and responds to that one and says, Hey, man, like I said, I'm, I'd be happy to chat anytime. If it makes me feel more comfortable, I can Skype from the bathroom. Like, Jason, and I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying Jason isn't like that. We're, and I'm not even here to fucking Jason needs a fire brigade of people to help him out at all in this thing. What I'm here to say is like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I get when Gary put up his thing today, it, it was in response to a kind of funny best friend who was like talking about it. Gary's like, the apology was good enough. I responded with these two tweets. Right. And then that for me is like the encapsulation of like it, it like what the fuck? You didn't learn anything. And somebody responded to my tweet to Gary with the two things saying, dude, this is Dr. Disrespect's character. That's who he is. To which I then scrolled back th- through April 
April tweets for Dr. Disrespect. And not to mention, this got buried because of how, you know, Jason's a bigger name, I think. But right below the Jason tweet is one of him, Dr. Disrespect, doing the exact same thing to Nathan. Mm -hmm. Making fun of Nathan for just the reporter now. And his article, with all due respect to everybody involved, I did not think was leaning one way or the other. Like, Dr. Disrespect sucks and here's what happened. Here's this shitty apology. So I have the article up that Nathan Grayson wrote. The title is... Dr. Disrespect apologizes for E3 bathroom stream, quote, on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, which is pulled directly from Guy's apology. So very non-inflammatory headline, just stating the facts. Uh, And then he details the incident. He details the uh, apology that Guy published. And then he editorializes a little bit at the end saying, on one hand, this was a much needed apology. But on the other, it reads almost like Beam is using his character and his brand as a shield against accepting full responsibility for his own actions. Beam is the Dr. Disrespect brand. So it's odd to see him apologizing on behalf of it. After all, Dr. Disrespect is a character created and played by Beam, and presumably Beam is in full control of his faculties when he's playing that character, regardless of how much he's yelling. Other streamers also attended E3, but Doc was the only one to stroll into a bathroom with a camera Mm -hmm. multiple Mm -hmm. times, no less, despite messages in his chat and on social media saying it might not be such a good idea. That's the That's only the extent of the editorializing. editorializing. And you guys can read it for yourself. It's on Kotaku.com. And so to clap back that hard on these two guys, and like I'm saying, what I was driving with the April thing is there are no other personal attacks. I like Here's what I know of Dr. Disrespect, right? I know that in... I haven't seen it recently, but he hasn't been streamed recently and everything. I know for a while Andy would watch him out there, and I know that I'll see funny clips. And from... The clips I've seen of Dr. Disrespect, I've been like, man, this guy's funny. I like the character. He's an excellent streamer. I fucking love the heel persona. Obviously, I play it all the time in any number of videos, right? I love it. I get it. I think he's doing it well, right? Um, I know since this came up, there was somebody pointed out the um, the thing he had done with like a Chinese accent where I was like, ooh, and he, he, had a, he had a reason for that, and it didn't seem like it blew up, and I don't know anything about it other than hearing about it on top of all this. But even putting that aside. It was bad. Coming at the, well, yeah. I, is there a good way to do that? Nope. <laughs> Is there ever a way of like, hey, everybody, white guy here, I'm going to do I'm going to do some kind of racial humor and like have it be like, you know what? You got to pass this time because you did it so well. Exactly. You nailed it. I'm laughing too hard. Um, (laughs) All of that aside, it's like that's what I knew about him. And so then, like I was saying, I don't know him well. I don't follow him. And this isn't me like being like, I'm so great. I just don't follow. So I scrolled back through April and like the closest things I could find was he was like taking a shot at shroud about how they them having a, a beef on twitter that's clearly like me and uh, xavier having a beef on twitter like right. there's a context to it this does not i do not think we're this is a uh, this is a angle that kotaku jason nathan and doc disrespect are playing right it's going out there and even if it was his 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 uh, character that he's talking at and yelling at him in to then motivate this audience this is the, do the 1.09 million twitter fans know that this is just him being his character and jason and kotaku actually do a lot of great reporting and they shouldn't be getting torn apart for saying this fucking thing about this and giving a little bit of information it's incredibly <laughs> exhausting to the sense yes. that like i mean come on dude this is the hill you're gonna die on i think the thing that is getting lost here and the reason why some people are still incredibly upset is that you you know taking it back to what khalif was mentioning about the lack of punishment I know when you're in Gary's discussion, you talked about him breaking the law and how there hasn't been any punishment. And the thing that I think is important to remember is even if you didn't have intentions of breaking the law, even if you just got caught up and you didn't mean to, you still did it. 
I didn't mean to run that stoplight, officer. I didn't mean to jaywalk, officer. I didn't mean to do this. But you meant to jaywalk. You know what? You still did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's still punishments for doing it, even if your intentions were in the right place. And that's the thing that's missing here is that he uh, violated a very serious privacy law that exists for a very important reason. And the fact that there was literally no punishment for him at all, I think, is the reason why people are still incredibly upset and for him to go after a reporter for reporting the facts of the situation just seems disgusting to me and quite frankly i think like twitch needs to take a stand i think you and i making a stand against the platform doesn't make any sense because we have no control over the platform well, I would clearly they wouldn't care Right. You know uh, what I mean? And that's also like how the river, I mean, like if, there, if you wanted to do a giant organized thing where everybody who's usually on Twitch goes and streams on YouTube or Mixer, maybe. Yeah. But again, like it's what Khalif was talking about, right? Is the idea of that when Dr. Disrespect comes back to Twitch after a ban, a, a two week ban, right? Mm -hmm. With no real statements before of what's happening, why this is happening, how he's being held accountable. I think Khalif said like something like six months feels appropriate, or maybe that was Gary. Yeah, yeah I mean it's a sliding scale depending on who you talk to, right? Yeah. I think it's and it's and that that's the problem is that there is no. I mean, t Twitch has clear terms of service that when we talked about it originally, clearly the bathroom stuff violated. Mm -hmm. But then there was no communication from Twitch, and there is no court from Twitch, and there is no statement from Doc on how any of this happened. Right. It's it, 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 what Khalif's point was on Spawn on me. Right, was the idea that if. When Twi when Doc comes back and has a banner record setting day on Twitch, so does Twitch. It's not you know what I mean. Like that money of obviously course. is shared with Twitch in terms of your revenue split, and so like of course Twitch wants that to happen and wants these things to happen. And until they're willing to say like in what Khalif brought up, right, of being like, cool, it's an apology, and then even behind the scenes that they they would have worked out that all the donations today, all the tips today are going to whatever charity are doing this kind of thing. Like, I feel like there's a way to do it, and I understand that there's an argument to be made that. Dr. Disrespect is a character. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Disrespect apologizing doesn't make sense because it's not sincere because nothing he does is sincere. And him on stream doing this thing and giving all that. Like, you can creatively work that into a bit is Dr. Disrespect on stream. Dr. Disrespect can easily retweet Guy and be like, just retweet it out of what's going on here. Dr. Disrespect broke character with the stuff with his wife, right? And that's their personal business. I'm not trying to get into it. But there's it's here and it's it's the internet and it's twitch and people understand what's going on right and some of the funniest clips i've ever seen of dr disrespect are him breaking character and laughing at something that's happening in game or that he said or somebody mm -hmm. said to him right like there's a, a thing there for it there's an avenue for it there's a forum for it mm -hmm. and just the way again it's just i can't i can't fathom and I understand that I'm sure people look at what I do on the internet all the time and can't fathom what the fuck I'm thinking. But like, <laughs> I can't fathom putting out this apology yesterday, get, trying to get back on track in terms of just a, the good graces thing or whatever of whatever mainstream thought is of you. And then the next day being like, now I'm going to go after two reporters from Kotaku publicly. Like, that's my plan. Because again, and what, for what I'm scrolling back through, right? It isn't even like the normal brand. If I was to scroll back through and see him taking shots at people left and right and doing all these different things, and again, if he was like you know like the insult comic dog, right? But like that's not his bit is to like constantly sure. insult people. And I think this goes back to what I've said before. I tweeted about it before E three started. This idea of punching up and not punching down. Sure. This is a guy who has a massive following, who is incredibly influential with a lot of his viewers, many of which are you know in middle school and high school potentially 
especially even younger, who idolize him as an online entertainment personality, watching him punch down and go for the lowest common denominator bullying tactics at the sake of comedy, which I'm putting in air quotes for everybody listening because I don't think he's trying to be funny. I think he's lashing out because he can and because he thinks he's better than Jason and better than Nathan. And that to me is the disgusting part about all this because we can look at Dr. Disrespect's antics and go, it's just part of the bit. Much like a guy like Howard Stern is a shock jock and it's part of his bit is to be really kind of like edgy and glaring and a lot of people don't like him because of that. But at the same time, there needs to be some kind of responsibility for these streamers, YouTubers, personalities of all kinds to look at who's listening, who's watching. And essentially what Guy did here is say, it's okay for me to bully somebody because I think it's funny. And if you're making a joke, then you can bully somebody. And that's the really gross part. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem with it, right? Is that I mean, I've learned the hard way as well of, you know, in the old days, it would be a quote tweet of a troll being a troll to me and like, hey, blah, 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 like in me making fun of them or whatever and then washing the dog pile. And then, it you know, the last time I ever did it, it wasn't, hey, I'm doing this. It was very much like, hey, don't be like this. This is this is an example of how you shouldn't be as a human being, let alone someone on the Internet right now. Right. And the reaction to that was like, oh, no, people don't read. They don't get the nuance of what I'm saying here, which was Mm -hmm. like, cool. It was like, no, now we're going to I'm like, whoa, no, don't be 20. Okay, cool. We won't do that anymore. Like that's not how we're gonna do it. So I, I it, to come out and yeah to do these tweets and put these things out there. Like and you know, you talk about being a character. Like the reason heels work in wrestling is because the faces, the good guys, always eventually get it over. Right? Bobby the Brain Heaton eventually gets carried out of the arena and thrown into the trash or put in the chicken suit and whatever. And it's like you see that public comeuppance when there's no comeuppance. Right? When no one's ever winning in the thing. Like what's what what are you to believe, right? And that's for me why I'm just so fucking I like I'm just done. Like I'm so exhausted with it. You know what I mean? Because I'm sick of not being able to trust people anymore. That at their heart they're good people. That they're trying to do the right things. I'm sick of trying so uh, to turn. I turn on the fuck. I look at Twitter in the morning and it's more horrible fucking shit in our industry of just people who can't. Like we sit here and we talk about it all the time of bullying and we talk about being better people and we talk about trying to spread positivity and it just seems every day somehow that message is not the one that wins out and instead it is everybody fucking screaming at each other about the stupidest of shit. Like we always want to play video games. Why is that such a thing that we have to turn into fucking culture wars and battles? And why is it that for somebody I think who is legitimately funny? And again, I, this is I'm not a doctor disrespect. I don't know his entire library, right? Like I, somebody's put in here. The nanobiologist puts in a PC gamer article for context. Doctor disrespect making fun of Chinese accents was in response to PUBG releasing in China without region lock and leading to a higher number of cheaters on the servers. Uh, not good, but just want to add context. No, but if you watch that clip, that's not what it's about. What I'm doing is saying I basically didn't know no. about that. When I say I'm when I'm saying yeah. Dr. Disrespect's funny, I'm not saying that. I don't that is not yeah. funny. But that plays into his idea this this whole excuse that a lot of his followers have been spouting on Twitter this morning of like that's just the doc brand, man. He's just always in for the laughs. He's just making jokes. And it's like, no, but he can be better though. He's yeah. a very talented entertainer and I knew him back in his machinima days like on YouTube before he ever became a Twitch streamer and like he's been doing this a long time which is why he's so good at it. Yeah. And it breaks my heart a little when you see somebody who's worked so hard to build their career and deserves the success because they've put the time in yeah. kind of squander the influence they have 
by being a bad dude. Yeah. Like be a better dude. You know, whether you think that you deserve or want that responsibility is, is I think, irrelevant. You, you've got it. You know, like this idea that celebrities all the time come out and say, well, I never wanted to be a role model. I'm like, well, you're sure taking money from your fans. Sure. You're taking money from your viewers, from your subscribers with no qualms. So I feel like you have to accept the responsibility of what that brings with it as well. 100%. So. And I know and I get it more than most that that's a learning experience, right? You don't knock it out of the park the first time. But to do it hours later. To, you know what I mean? Literally hours later to trip yeah. on your your own success on this way of like, I thought the, I thought the apology was good. And I thought that, that this was going to get him going in the positive direction again. And then yeah. immediately fuck it up on this way. In a way that like, granted, I know we're navel gazing. We're the video game uh, media, whatever the fuck you want to call us. So we're all paying attention in a way normal people aren't. You know what I mean? Correct. Like yeah. lots of his viewers don't watch Kotaku. They don't understand who Jason is. Yada, yada, yada. But like that I doesn't excuse it. Yeah. No, be a fucking not. better person. And again, like. He is legitimately talented. He is legitimately funny. He can, I, I, I even think when, when the tweets I was reading, right? Like, it, how would you have done this differently? Like, I think dunking on Kotaku is totally fair game. That's Kotaku is a website. It's a dot com. It's a company. That was a funny joke. Like, that's, that's fine. That doesn't hurt someone personally. That's the punch up versus the punch down, right? That, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You're, you're attacking another brand. Good job there. You know what I mean? But like to go after two reporters there and be an asshole about it like what the fuck and like tweeting at their faces i really hope he deletes it i really hope that he has a moment of reflection at some point and goes yeah that wasn't cool also like it's not worth his time to go around bullying people why doesn't he just turn his stream on and start making money instead of taking time out to bully people on twitter i mean that's the big thing too you're talking about having an audience and having a platform right like that's you're right that's part and parcel with it is that everybody's gonna shit on you you and i get shit on all the fucking time and I don't sit there and quote tweet all these people and drag them into the mud and yell at them, right? I mute them and I hang out with the kids who actually want to hang out with us. That's how you work on it. That's how you do it. Everybody just needs to be fucking better people. I'm so sick of this. Yeah. And I'm sick of sounding like I'm the fucking grandfather of video game. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not perfect. I know I fucked up. Go ahead and post all the comments about the times I fucked up too. But come on, man. Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, PlayStation Plus is a hot swap. This is from the PlayStation blog. Update. We're making a swap to the PlayStation Plus games lineup for July. This month, we're adding Detroit Become Human Digital Deluxe Edition, which also includes Heavy Rain, to the July games lineup instead of Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. We apologize for any inconvenience. Here's more information about what uh, Detroit Become Human is. If you didn't know for some reason, don't forget that that's coming out with Horizon Chase Turbo from July 2nd to August 5th. Andrea, what the fuck just happened? I, You know, I don't know. Because this one, if you remember, we read it here on the show. And I was like, oh, Pro Evolution Soccer and uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. It's like, what a weak month. And that, like, and I know that, like, don't get me wrong, in same thing with everything else on the internet, every time they put up a PlayStation Plus uh, post, or a PlayStation Plus free games post, it's like, what a weak month, blah, blah, blah. But when mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going like, mm, I don't know about this month, that, that seemed to resonate throughout the internet. And they said, obviously, millions of other people said on their own to then get here where it's like, OK, cool. The day of we're swapping it out and putting this other game in. It's like, oh, OK. But there's no why. Like I, if there would have been a note from them, it would have been helpful of like, hey, it's because we heard you loud and clear. And these are two niche games and we want to give you a better reason to have this. Like what? I don't know. I don't get it. It was a weird. Th- it was a weird pull at the last minute, literally the last possible minute. I think you're maybe reading too much into it. Let me know. I think this is probably just like, hey, we had to line up some kind of agreement or licensing or royalty back end. And then they always wanted these titles in and now they're in because they were able to get it done. 
at the last minute. <laughs> but so why pull out of it? I mean, first off, Pez isn't even, well, I guess neither Sor- uh, Detroit. Good call, Greg. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it is actually. Whatever. I mean, the, the deal with Pez would have been written, right? What did they tell Konami or what did Konami say that made this switch up? I don't know. Maybe it's something about the way that Pez has their monetization structure set up. They were like, hey, we could make this work, but then we couldn't. Or maybe Konami changed their mind about how much money they wanted on the back end because these PlayStation Plus deals are rarely free. They always come at a cost to PlayStation. PlayStation subsidizes these games being in for free. And so it's important to remember that Pez is one of Konami's most profitable franchises out there. And so potentially what happened was they just weren't being offered enough money on the back end to be giving this game away for free. See, I don't buy I don't that. Know. I don't buy that from you. Cause I mean like, you know how contracts work. It's not I like do. they, it's not like the Konami's like, all right, we're going to sign that any day. Go ahead and announce it. And then like the <laughs> day of the day I don't before know, Japan though, but Japan, <laughs> but Japan, <laughs> Japan makes a lot of like really wild decisions that you kind of got to go. Okay. That's yeah, a yeah. thing that you decided. Um, at least from my experience looking at like, Japanese uh, business deals that you know I've gotten some information on in the past that yeah. uh, things that an American or European company would do is sometimes quite different than what a Japanese company would do. Fair. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we ever get even a, a Schreier behind the scenes what actually happened to report on this, right? Because yeah. it is Okay, like... Are there a lot of people that are upset about this? Was it the fact that the audience was so upset that that they thought the lineup was weak? Or is it the fact that something business-related happened and they had to make this last-minute ditch effort to switch everything up? Do we know when the next one's coming out? The next Pez? Yeah, let me look here. I don't know, fall? I'm I'm guessing... Winter, spring? Because maybe what they wanted to do is pull it now so that way it launches right before the new game comes out? Yeah. Like, Again, I'm what just are you saying, laughing at? I, I had a really funny comment while you were gone. It's fine. Oh. Because you're like, when's it coming out? I'm like, I don't know, fall. Then I did all the other seasons too, so I just covered the entire year. Oh, thanks. No problem. That's what I'm here for. The comic relief. September 10th, by the way, is the release date of the Pro Evolution one. Soccer 2020. Crushed it. Crushed it, everybody. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Did, did the internet win or is it something in the back end that happened? Inquiring minds want to know. Shuhei Yoshida, call me. When it comes to I doubt it was a contract Devil. thing, though. I doubt it was a contract I thing. Don't, Greg, I'm just posturizing because you asked me to think of a no, reason. No, I didn't even ask. You said, I don't know. You said, like, you didn't believe me. Like, you had inside information. Just hypothesis. Who do you know, Konami? Nobody. Hypothesizing. Uh, by the way, Kebabs writes in to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and says, I thought Horizon Chase Turbo was a really great game. I've heard that from a lot of people, actually. I think he's. I think somebody when this originally when I was like, this sounds like a weak lineup. Everybody's like, ask Tim. That game's great. I don't know why Tim would know about it because Tim's an idiot. But for sure, everybody said Horizon uh, Chase Zero, Zero Turbo was great. But no one ever said that about Pez, and now Pez is gone. What happened? Nobody knows. Unsolved mystery. <laughs> Robert Stack, where you at? <laughs> Number three, CD Projekt Red is on three different cyberpunk games. This is Matt Kim at IGN. A report from Polish business website Bankier uh, revealed that CD Projekt's president, CD Projekt Red's president and CEO, issued a statement that the company is working on three cyberpunk-related projects. We already know what one of these pr- three projects is: the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077. But based on a Google-translated version of the report, the CEO said that the next big CD Projekt game will also be set in the cyberpunk universe. "Quote: Our next big project will be in the cyberpunk universe, and we're already working on it and treat it." as a really big and innovative product for us. 
He said via translation. The third cyberpunk project in development is reportedly a multiplayer mode for cyberpunk 2077, allegedly developed by a 40 person team at CD project studio in Warclaw. Uh, each of the three cyberpunk projects reportedly are being developed on their own teams. While a fourth team is continuing development on the Witcher card game spinoff Gwent. CD project has not confirmed this multiplayer mode for cyberpunk 2077, but IGN has reached out to CD project for comment on the reported quotes and the other potential cyberpunk projects. Cool. Just give me Sweet, just finish 2077. Man. Just finish 2077. I am not at all worried at all in the least about this multiplayer mode for 2077. Just let me get in there. Let me choose my background. Start my own area. Play the damn game. Yeah, this sounds like something that would come post-launch, like Red Dead Online. Yeah, exactly. Something to keep you engaged right after exactly. you've gone through. So they release their big giant you. game, and then they add this because they've spent all this time and money building this world. They want to do more cool stuff with it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. More Cyberpunk's good. Can you believe they announced that game in 2012? No. God, that was so long ago. I know. We were so young. Almost, though. Spring 2020, Greg. Here we go, everybody. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Number four, a real news story. Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, is, is going to be twenty nine ninety dot twenty nine ninety nine, and it's only going to be available at GameStop. That's literally it, you guys. He Whoa. wants that to be on the rope report. Right? Kevin, what? First You're off, on my side. Thirty bucks. Oh, okay. Thirty bucks for the great game. Yeah, that's that's. And then awesome. only available at GameStop. That's weird. It's not weird. It's GameStop. They do these kind of deals all the time. Do they? What other game came out like this? For retail only. Oh, is it, is it retail only? Yeah, you'll be able to digitally buy it anywhere. You can digitally anywhere. download yeah, yeah, yeah. it on the but platform. Like you can buy it on Amazon? That sucks. GameStop, man. This is not Where abnormal. Where play. Is it not? I no. don't know. I don't buy retail GameStop games. gets special deals for retail all the time. Andrew, I haven't bought a game in so long. I just get them for free. It's that great. Sounds, I mean, that sounds like a Kevin thing to say. Gold, your ivory tower over there. You know? <laughs> it's great. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I, that, the only thing I put it in there is like I saw it and so many people on the tweet were like, oh, my God, it's like Epic Game Store, but in real life. <laughs> I'm like, you must have been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, they oh do gosh. it. They, they do. I, I would hes- I'd be hesitant to say a lot, but I know it's happened before yeah. a bunch even. And this and not even including like... Like uh, <laughs> the game I like a lot from Insomniac that they published on their game, the GameStop label, label that's totally escaping me. Uh, oh, I know exactly the game I you're know, talking so good. about with Marin. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! She was Irish. That's why I said it. Let me. Uh, in- Song of the Deep. Song yeah, of the Deep. Yeah, of deep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Like. Complete phase. Okay, and I'm sure our friends at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games can think of some off the top of their oh, head. Oh, Shonasaurus Rex and your GameStop exclusive. Borderlands yeah. Game of the Year was GameStop exclusive physically. So yeah, it happens. They do exclusive hardware with Nintendo quite frequently. Xenoblade Chronicles and Metroid Prime Trilogy were released only at retail at GameStop says Borzen. Again, I'm not saying I'm 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 not like Kevin over there being like, what the fuck? But I'm just letting you know. Possibly game yeah. of the year, Ghostbusters the video game remastered. Possibly only game physically. of the year. I'm sorry, Greg, that I don't know everything, okay? You sit over and there, experience absorb all the information. Like only thirty bucks though, too. Only 30 bucks, though. No multiplayer mode, right? At launch. Still doesn't belong in the Roper Report. Just Next up. Number five, Shemu 3 refunds are going out for Steam people. Uh, this is Matthew Handerhand over at Games Industry Up Is. Kickstarter backers of Shenmue 3 will be able to get a refund if they requested the PC version of the game due to Yeezynet and Deep Silver agreeing an ex- on an exclusivity deal with the Epic Game Store. So basically, if you were expecting to get your Steam code and you don't want that Epic Store code, mm-hmm. you can get a refund now. Key lock. From patreon.com slash kind of funny games writes in and says, So I got an email from people working with Shenmue 3 to let me know that there will not be a Steam key for it, and I will be getting an Epic Game Store key because of an exclusivity deal. 
So first, I want to say I don't really mind, and it doesn't change my attitude at all towards the game. Parentheses, it's still technically on PC. The weird thing about this is that it's a kickstarted game that got money from crowdfunding and basically changed the promise of it landing on this platform. Like I said, it doesn't bother me, but I'm sure there is someone out there who are angry, parentheses, even though they can still play it on PC. <laughs> Does this possibly show that even though something was kickstarted with the promise of landing on this platform, it can change and backers can't refund if it is on the platform they wanted? Sorry for the long rant. Well, well, again, they're saying you can refund this one. They are funding, yeah. yeah, which is the right move. We dive really deep into this Epic Game Solar exclusivity issue in the episode of What's Good last week. And where can I get that? Um, you can get that on podcast services around the globe, just like Kind of Funny Games Daily or YouTube.com slash What's Good Games. So my point was, I think going forward... The reason for exclusivities is clear. Tim Sweeney very clearly said it's because they're trying to disrupt Valve and force them to address their 70-30 split revenue model. Right. And I think that that can now be done. We already know why the exclusives are there. And you guys know my feeling on exclusives. All the other hardware platforms have them and nobody's bitching about that. Um, So... My point was, That's however... video games. People are bitching about it. It's true. Somebody's bitching about it I said, it who's bitching about not being able to play Pokemon Sword and Shield on PC? Nobody. Mm? Where are you bitching about that? It's, a, it's, an, ex- it's an exclusive. Yeah, anyway, huh? I digress. You got him, dude. I mean, I did. I got him. <laughs> um, my point was, though, specifically about games that announce for Steam and then later do an exclusivity deal. That's not cool, bro. Yeah. Because if you tell your player base and your customers and you accept pre-orders like in the case of metro exodus for example that it's going to be available on this platform and then you change your mind to do an exclusivity deal that's not cool but i think what they're doing is the right thing here they're saying hey we get that you might be upset about this and we're happy to refund your money so really you can be like oh man i'm disappointed but you get your money back so if you choose to remain to be very upset about this i kind of think you have not enough things in your life but to be Andrea, they're about. robbing it from the platform you want to play on but you can still play it on pc as key lock so eloquently says i mean in parentheses sure but you know <laughs> sure you can yeah exactly in parentheses uh, alex russ writes in and says this is kind of funny.com slash you're wrong but i'm gonna let it go uh mighty number no. nine promised a vita version but did not release a vita copy they have yet to come out and say the project has been canceled entirely and instead have sent a ps4 code no refund was offered when this happened so there you go. Yeah, but that entire thing was a shit show. I think we all sure, agree on that. Of course. I'm just saying, though, they're doing it the, the right way here mm-hmm. with Shenmue. Right. Three. Adam Boy's over there sending that goats left and right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, whatever happened to him. I mean, you see him blowing up on Reddit? Oh, yeah. The, the Oculus Quest. His, yeah, his quest. I love all, all the photoshopping people are doing. If you yeah. don't know what we're talking about... Um, our friend Adam Boys, who used to be um, a VP at PlayStation and is now the CEO of Iron Galaxy Studios, um, is very big into new tech. He's got a Tesla, and they were charging the car, and while they were waiting at a charging station, he and his son um, were both playing an Oculus Quest game, sitting next to the Tesla supercharger with their headsets on, and his wife... Just in, the pu- in public. Took, ...took the photo of... Because she's like, they look so silly just out there standing next to this Tesla charger with their Oculus Quest on, and then she tweeted it, and man, it went viral in a way she was up. not expecting. It's great. But it's a really funny photo. Yeah. Andrew? Yes. I'm excited to see the next next piece of tech Adam Boys gets, yes. but that'll be so far from now. <laughs> if I want to know something more relevant, like say what came to the Mom and Grop shops this Tuesday, where would I go? Why, Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, 
First off, Richard Walker at PlayStationTrophies.org says, Ubisoft has announced that today sees the beginning of a new Rainbow Six Siege limited time event, a Wild West cowboy-themed affair dubbed Showdown. Set beneath the burning sun of the new limited time Fort Truth map, the event includes exclusive content, and attention-filled 3v3 mode with a limited HUD and arsenal. Also, Spider-Man PlayStation 4 is getting a free piece of update DLC today. Spider-Man Far From Home upgraded suit and Spider-Man Far From Home stealth suit are available in the game right now for free. Uh, Barrett is excited about that. They look so cool. They do look really cool. <laughs> Will, A Wonderful World is on PlayStation 4. Final Fantasy 14 Stormbringers expansion, Shadowbringer, sorry, expansion is on PlayStation 4 and PC. Psy Vizarra Delta is PlayStation 4 <laughs> Switch. Uh, Red Faction Gorilla Remastered is on Switch. Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator is on Switch. Soccer Kid, PC. Gourmet Warriors, PC. Volon, PC. Victorian Mysteries, Woman in White, PC. Red Dead Online is kicking off its celebratory week with 30% bonus in Red Dead Online money and XP on all free roam missions, plus several festive offerings, including free red and blue camp flags until the 8th of July, 50% off red, white, and blue bandanas, and more. Then, PlayStation Now is adding the following games. Borderlands, The Handsome Collection, Dark Arcana, uh, no, Arcana, I can do better than that, The Carnival. Uh, can you know? Yeah, I did. MXGP3, <laughs> the official motocross video game. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, on, uh, this, uh, these are all PlayStation 4, except for one coming up, and I'll tell you about it. Nightmares of the Deep, from the Deep, uh, to The Siren's Call, Rad Rogers, uh, Rapella Fishing Pro Series, Real Farm, Red Faction 2 on PlayStation 2. That's weird. Rocket League, uh, Tachyon Project, and Whoopo on PlayStation 4. New dates for you. Cuphead's DLC has been delayed. The, la- the delicious last course has been moved to 2020 outside of 2019. And then Ancestor's Legacy is coming to Xbox One this August. You added some stuff. I too. did. Um, the independent uh, game publisher, gaming company, and developer Pixelated Milk are proud to announce that Warsaw, a technical World War II RPG set during the Warsaw Uprising in 1944, will launch on September 4th, 2019 on steam um nanobiologist in the in the kind of funny.com slash you're wrong says we missed you're out today apex legends season two is out today and live for all consoles thank you nanobiologist for keeping us honest andrea yes it's time for a reader mail but first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Let's go with Upstart. As most of you have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, everybody's heard me. I've struggled with credit card debt. I've struggled with debt in general. Dude, who it's hasn't? Just, yeah, right? It's, it's pretty common. Debt's and, the worst, but we all got it. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you, and they understand that. Uh, they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. The best part? Once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day! Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or to make large purchases. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kind of, or I'm sorry, KF Games, upstart.com slash KF Games to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash KF Games. 
Our next sponsor is Experian. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now, it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experience Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experience Boost works by giving you uh, credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. Uh, it used to take months to raise your credit score a point or two, but with Boost, you can increase your scores instantly. As I've said all week long, of course, I had a credit card. I thought I paid it off. I thought I closed it down. Turned out they dinged me with some finance charge, sat there for years, screwed up my credit. This would have been a lot of help. Uh, we can't believe it's taken so long for someone to do this. What are you waiting for? Experience, Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash KF Games. Andrea, where do I want to start? Hmm. Let's see. Right, I'm gonna start where it is. Just Arvel. Arvel wrote into patreon.com slash kinda funny games and says, I've been playing around with the Oculus Quest in the last month for quite some time, and I instantly fell in love with the wireless VR of the device. Now that PS5 is more and more approaching, I'm starting to question how a second generation of PlayStation VR will look like. Do you think it will be physically tied to a PlayStation console, or do you think it could become a standalone device such as the Vita VR? What? Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on like the next generation? VR, yeah. uh, what are the uh, PlayStation VR? Andrea, what's going to happen with PlayStation VR? Well, we're certainly going to get an evolution because with the more powerful console, um, you know, they can do faster processing. And I think that PlayStation VR absolutely needs an upgrade in terms of its um, the lenses it, ha it has inside, right? Like, it's a really great piece of hardware, but it's obviously not the most technically savvy piece that's on the market. Yeah. It's just the most convenient one yeah. before Oculus Quest came along, and now that's even more convenient. Um, I don't think that we're going to get, like, a standalone device like a Vita that goes along with it. Um, I would love to see a wireless PSVR. I think I think the, where we're at right now with home VR, the next uh, PlayStation VR needs to be wireless. It has to be wireless, right? Because that is the future. I don't think it needs to be like Quest where it's all built into the headset and the controllers. I think it is still anchor. It's still talking to your PlayStation 4. You're playing everything off your PlayStation 4. And I think that's honestly good for what Sony wants out of this device. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they like... Quest is such a game changer for schlubs like me that don't have a good PC where I can suddenly put on and have like better VR and I don't have to be anchored to even wirelessly anchored mm -hmm. to a giant uh, uh, PC tower. I think for PlayStation, they want you to buy a PlayStation 5. So the idea that their wireless headset connects to the PlayStation 5 is good for everybody. I bet you get better controllers too. Absolutely. And I think we can also potentially look at them doing what Oculus did and making a, a split skew, right? Doing one that's more casual, more approachable, and then doing a higher-end one that's really pushing the boundaries of innovation with VR graphics and VR yeah. processing. Because I think about a game like Asgard's Wrath, which really left a big impression on me after having played right. it on the Oculus Rift S as uh, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in VR. It's like Stormland and Asgard's Wrath yeah. to me are like at the top of the top right now. But that's only possible 
when you're connected to a high power device like a PC through a tether, through a cord. Right. And so I don't know what that would look like for PlayStation VR, if there would be a high end version and a low end version, or if they're like, maybe we don't want to split our base that way. I think it really all depends on what developers are creating software for those devices and if that software is compelling enough to sell units because I think you know Oculus is really going to have to watch the wrist rift as closely to see you know how many units are they going to move with these high-end VR games because the market for people who are playing those games still feels really really small sure I I, I think that uh yeah, you're 100% right. I think, you know, Quest is the one that has a chance to break out in terms of that one. You take it on the road, you show it to your people, you show it to your family, they think it's cool, they get onto it. Uh, for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation VR 2, we're just going to say, right? I think it's very important to the messaging, obviously, that they've already said PlayStation VR current models will work with the PlayStation 5. So there already is the normal, hey, you want to get in at incredibly cheap because I'm sure they'll be marked down or like even at discounts to shops. You can get that way. And then when they introduce whatever PlayStation VR 2 is, it'll be... I, it has to be wireless, but I think you still get the processing power of it, right? Because it's just about beaming Bluetooth through thing. Kevin, you're smarter than me. With the HTC, we have that wireless HTC Vive we've used before. Uh, that requires a PCI Express gra- graphics like chip. Not a graphic. It's a wireless chip that you put in the back. So it does require an add-on. It's not just through Bluetooth. Basically but like, like a fancy if, dongle. If I was yeah. doing, so, but if Very I'm doing fancy. for a place, so it's, knowing more about the technical side, PlayStation VR 2. How would I make that if they're for PlayStation Five and I PlayStation mean, VR? I, I think realistically, making it wireless is not what they should do. Really? Because that limits it. With the, you'd have a battery then. Okay. And then it's the concern of like how long would the battery last? That's what Oculus Quest is working with right now. It's true. See, I think you have to because for me personally, I love you. It's well documented on these shows that we love PlayStation VR. Obviously, we have a season yeah. two of that show coming out. But like, I adore my Quest. Like putting my Quest on a plane, it's it's the craziest it, experience. And taking off the Quest and putting PlayStation VR back on. PlayStation VR has always been the most comfortable headset. The headset Put, feels better. Putting yeah. it back on and having that tether, it's like, oh, God, yeah. this is yeah. feels like I'm going back to the 80s. It sucks. So, like, they have to address that for PlayStation VR, And I too. think the, having the battery part is is minimal. Kind of moot because I mean, I almost like all of our devices have batteries. The DualShock 4 has a battery that you have sucks. to charge. People complain about it all the time. Sure, but, but they, they use still it. play yeah. it yeah. all yeah, the time. True, and we have... We all have so many. And that's of them. the other thing too, of like with like I mean, with VR and even PlayStation VR too. How what's your longest session going to be? Like your average session is going to be pretty short. Yeah, I'd say like twenty to forty minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. For like, most people, yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to hope that we're getting to the point where there's going to be longer sessions with games like uh, Trevor Saves the Universe, Trover, yeah. uh, Trover Saves the Universe, and sure, no, and Blood and Truth. Yeah, like Blood I know that they're both are. Longer I'm not saying that we're hitting I, the cap. I'm just saying for most people, I think you and me going home and playing those games. I don't yeah. know if most people play them in one sitting. And that's like, obviously, I'm sure everybody in the chat is like, I do. But I mean, like, what about other people? I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, don't. I can't. I can't be in VR for more than like 30 to 40 minutes at I a think, time. I, I feel think like, I saw uh, Amy Gills in the chat saying, like, what if it just oh, has the options, option to go wireless? That would be really cool. Yeah, you that'd be hot. Plugged in. Yeah, 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 that'd be really good, actually. But I, I just don't know. Like, that would require, like, I would imagine, in, in like, a, a dedicated streaming whatever sit link that it you mean needs. like a nintendo switch type concept for psvr where you would have like a like you a dock, dock of sorts with a cord if you want to have more of like a high-end powered experience that doesn't require a battery and then you could detach it from the dock and you would have to charge it if you want to bring it on the go i mean that well, sounds cool I, I, I don't necessarily mean that it could go on the go but like wireless in your house yeah 
would, even even really cool. with the battery pack in your house, right? In terms of like how much battery, that's something I see people on the subreddit quest all the time getting around by having a battery pack in their pocket with a USB to it. Now, granted, is that truly wireless? Yes. Because you're not anchored to the like when I'm walking around yeah. my house and I step on it and I yank my PlayStation down like exactly. this is in my back pocket or whatever I play. Yeah. Now I heard um I heard Sam from Ars Technica talking about Beat Saber 360. Did you play that? No, they wanted me to get over. I just couldn't get over to it. Like the way he described it, I was like, that sounds crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad enough at regular Beat Saber. Is that what I think it is? Where you've got it's all, all around. You have to turn all around you. Yeah, the beats. Oh my god, that's yeah. so cool. I'm sure it'll be on Quest soon enough. They know they know what's going on. The Quest is so awesome. Quest is amazing. Everybody should pick it up. Everybody should also watch PlayStation VR show. Season 2. We're recording them right now on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, they'll <laughs> eventually be up on YouTube uh, months from now. Just too much content. Me made it kind of fun. Yeah. If you're a Patreon supporter, you can watch it when we record it live. Yeah, right? And they're up as archives, I think, too, right? No? I don't know. I don't know, man. No. We're going to put B-roll awesome. over them, maybe, or at least graphics. I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We'll we're figuring out as we get there. You know what I mean? Oh, boy, um, we're going to end with Richard. Richard writes into patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, Greg and Andrea, I just wanted to write in and thank you, parentheses Greg, for the Moonlighter recommendation. I downloaded on Xbox Game Pass yesterday and have been addicted ever since. It is such an addicting gameplay loop that makes me wish I got it for the Nintendo Switch because you can either play it for hours or do a quick dungeon run. It also has made me think about other shopkeepers in video games and the struggles they must go through to keep their shops stocked. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to thank you for bringing the game to my attention and for everything you guys do. Hope you have a great day and hope more people check this game out. I agree, Richard. Of course, you can get all my thoughts on Moonlighter on the latest games cast, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, podcast services around the globe, roosterteeth.com. Andrea's in a banana suit. Why wouldn't you watch? I mean, Banandria Renee, everybody. It's great. <laughs> really good discussions, really good stuff. Fran's there. He's got great hair. Everybody, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, and I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Oliver from England, oi, Governor, needs help on the PlayStation 4. PSN name is probably Oliver. That's a good PSN name. All one word. Uh, what's good, Greg and Andrea? I'm looking for someone, parentheses, preferably UK based, best friends. Uh, let me try that again. I'm looking for some, preferably UK-based, best friends to play Greg's favorite game of all time, Ultimate Chicken Horse. If you watch Party Mode, you know, in fact, I hate that game. Uh, it'd be rad to get to know a few more names and faces before November 23rd, which is, of course, when the Kind of Funny World Tour rolls into London. Thanks for everything. I love you all dearly, Oliver. If you want to play Ultimate Chicken Horse on the PlayStation 4 with Oliver, hit up Probably Oliver on that there, PSN. Andrew? Yes, Greg. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, so we can keep the record straight for youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, we're good. Good. Yep. We, I, I, did, I inserted them as we went. We did fine. There you go. Not a perfect game by any means, but we got there in the end. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, tomorrow host, Gary Witta for Widow Wednesday. Thursday, no show, 4th of July. Friday, no show because we are at RTX. Come to our signing on Friday. Come see our panels, 2 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Uh, on that there Saturday. There is comedy, kind of funny comedy night that Saturday as well, but I believe it's sold out. So get a, get one of those giant cakes, hide inside of it, have it be wheeled in. What do you got, Kev? I was just going to add that there will be no screencast or internet explorers either. Sure. Yeah. Just throwing yeah. that in there. Just Friday, course. Thursday, oh, and Friday. Those, we're off. Are those shows? What are those shows? <laughs> <laughs> Got a fucking nail. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, sadly, if you're watching live, KFAF <laughs> is next. Ladies and gentlemen, We're this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on no, a variety no of platforms, we run you That's through the nerdy right. video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, then watch it later, youtube.com uh, slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, come to Twitch, give us your Amazon sub, do all that stuff. Watch What's Good Games. It's great. Yeah. Uh, watch Gary Wood on Twitch. He's great. If you see Andy on Twitch, just delete it. Just delete Twitch. I know his uh, Mario Maker Two clips are. Pretty they awesome. are so good. <laughs> it's, and it's that thing where it's like for from whenever he started streaming, it's like, oh man, I wish he was doing it for kind of funny games, but whatever. And then I watch those, and I'm like, fuck. Now we should have figured out a way to monetize his ass. You know what I mean? Because that's good content over there, Barrett. It is. Yeah. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.